Hello, my name's Patrick, and I'm a Scream Queen. I'm a Scream Queen? And so are you! <laughs> hi, hi, hi! Welcome back, my petite flowers! To another episode of Scream Queens, the podcast where horror gets bent. This is episode 8, and tonight we're going to give the Fangoria Fright Fest another chance to redeem itself when I take a stab at Pig Hunt. Sweep! And then whip out your pom-poms and yank off your spanks, because we're going to carve up some cheerleaders when the crapshoot goes to spirit camp. Rah, rah, sis, boom, bow. Here we go. Let's start the show right after this. Yay, team! In the darkness of a hot summer night in 1873, in the crowded tenements of Manhattan, Nicholas Ryan and his sister Mary were brutally murdered. The savage and bizarre nature of the crime was shocking, even for the notorious Five Points District. The entire city held its breath in fear. The murderer was never found. Living Theater presents the Lower East Side Murder Mystery, The Ryan Case, based on an actual historical unsolved murder, in which you take the role of detective, searching the bustling streets of modern-day Manhattan, scour dark alleys and seedy lairs to hunt down a host of dubious suspects, search for clues, Unearth the truth! Bring justice to the slain! Come live out the Lower East Side murder mystery every Saturday night at 6 p.m. all summer long. For more information or to order tickets, visit www.liveintheater.com or call 212-780-4787. History couldn't catch this fiendish killer. Can you? Okay, before we start the show officially, I just wanted to address something again. Uh, I know it's not listener feedback time, but I got another email from Chuck from Oklahoma. Hey, Chuck, what the fuck? And he says, thank you so much for covering Scream Queens, even though you said you weren't going to. I appreciate your dichotomy. That's a big word, Chuck. I think I love you. Can you continue to not talk about it some more? What do you think about Sierra going home? Well, Chuck, since you asked, and only because you asked, I was sorry to see Sierra go. To be perfectly honest, uh, she was never going to win this thing, but I had to say, from an acting standpoint, she was like a sponge. Everything they gave her, she was soaking up and taking up all the notes and learning like hell, but she was never going to be able to process stuff that quickly. Because I know you get stuff, you know, just from my experience, you learn stuff in class and it makes sense to you in your head. You say, yes, I have to do this and you got to remember to do this, but it takes a long time to get into your, to your core, to your soul, to get in your muscle memory and just be a part of you. But um, she's well on her way, and I think we're going to be seeing a lot from her in the future. I'm just saying. And um, I want Ty to go home. I want Gabby to go home, and I want Ty to go home. If you listen to episode two of this show, or if you're a fan of Not Make Friends, I'm Not Here to Make Friends, a reality show podcast, you'll know I don't have a lot of tolerance for bullies, since I was bullied, and I became a bully. So I, I, I can't, I, I abhor bullies. So get your ass out of there. Gabby's useless, and Ty, you're a bitch. My money's on Jessica. I'm saying that right now. There's something about Jessica that I like besides being a good actress. There's something about her face 
and her demeanor. She reminds me of like something old school, like 1940s. She's got this classic beauty to her that I can see her as a 1940s film fatale or even a pinup girl. But anyway, enough about Scream Queens. Let's talk about Pig Hunt. On second thought, let's just listen to the goddamn trailer. <sighs> All right, you boys ready to see how the other half lives? This is a guy's weekend. Bros, not hoes. Not hunting Bambi. Well, they say the Ripper weighs 3,000 pounds. Who killed him? Nobody. He's still out there. Stop, stop. You have a nice visit in these parts. The story said there's a 3,000 pound pig rooting out here. A real hogzilla. Death walks out of the forest. <laughs> they said they know where the hogs are. Let's do it to it. <laughs> See that big pig bleed. Jiggity jog. My family's gonna make you pay. You're all gonna die. I want a gun. We've gotta get out of here fast. Jake went to get his plan. such thing as a ripper or hogzilla or what else do you want to call us So I start watching this movie, and uh, at some point early on, Mr. Brad happens to walk through the room, as he does, you know, living here and everything, and he says, oh, what are you watching? And I said, pig hunt. And he went, <gasps> and I turned and looked at him and said, what was the gay gasp about? Because, you know, that's the Kathy Griffin gay gasp. <gasps> and he's like, oh my God, is that the name of the movie? I'm like, yes, the name of the movie is Pig Hunt. And he goes, oh, I thought you said big cunt. Not only would that have been a better title for the movie, at least it would have been entertaining. No, no, let me take that back. The movie is entertaining in its own right in the way that, that watching the winner of a hot dog eating contest vomit afterwards would be entertaining. It's, this movie is a mess. This is the definition of convoluted. There are so many plots going on here and none of them make any sense. Or if they do, you don't care enough about any of them. Okay, let's backtrack, shall we? The movie starts and we're following these... Four friends who are going out on a hunting trip 
uh, outside of San Francisco, in the hills outside of San Francisco. They're going to hunt wild boar like you do. Now, the whole thing is kind of ruined already for one of them, anyhow, because somebody brought their girlfriend. Oh, no! Who's going to survive? I wonder. But they go out to the wilderness because this guy's dead father had a cabin out there and the cabin's all fucked up. And then all of a sudden, these hillbillies that he grew up with get involved. And You know what? I don't even know how to describe this movie. What sounds like it's going to be a simple Jaws-like animal gone amok movie is not. I mean, early on, you get these POV shots of what you think is going to be the movie's monster. This this alleged 3,000-pound pig nicknamed the Ripper or Hogzilla by the locals. Uh, and you see him tear up a local hunter, sort of. And scattered throughout the movie, you get some more POV shots that... Y- you assume the pig, but I don't know if they are or they're not. Because you know what? You don't see the pig again until the last five minutes of the movie. The movie's about everything but this fucking pig. And when I mean everything, I mean everything. Name any plot device. It shows up in this fucking movie. So they go out hunting. They meet the hillbillies next door. They go out hunting with the hillbillies, even though they're really creepy and are snorting meth off of knives and just cutting themselves and, and, you know, sure, let's give them guns and go out in the woods where no one knows where we are with them. That makes perfect sense. And they stumble upon a marijuana field, like you do in every fucking horror movie these days. And I don't even know what happened. Shit goes down. One of the hillbillies gets shot by one of the gun happy characters. And the other hillbilly's like, you killed my brother. Prepare to die. And he go gets the he goes and gets the rest of his hillbilly clan. And now the hunters are being the haunted. So now we have this whole deliverance kind of plot, and it's moderately interesting. But in the back of my head, going, I'm I kept thinking, where's the pig? What what's going on with the pig? Now this might be entertaining enough, but the problem is the acting is not great. The script is terrible, and this has this movie has the same problem that Dead Tone did, which I reviewed last week, and that these characters don't like each other, don't seem to like each other at all. All they do is snipe at each other. They don't seem to be friends at all. I don't care what happens to any of them. Um, the only thing I cared about was the dog. And you know what? The dog dies because it's my horror movie rule. The dog always dies. So they're getting hunted by the by the, the hillbillies and then a couple of them get picked off. They kill a couple of the hillbillies and then all of a sudden the movie takes another turn. Now we're stumbling upon a hippie cult. A hippie cult that consists of one incredibly large black man with a machete the size of Detroit. And about 400 blonde, soft-focused, slow-motion, lesbian, hippie girls who are always naked. Like you are in the woods. And you know what? I'm going to spoil the shit out of this. Now it turns out these, these hippies are growing the marijuana, but they're also in a cult that worships the pig that we're never seeing. I think. None of this is made particularly clear. And now all three of these factions come together at the end in some big cataclysmic battle that you can't see because the film is too dark. And then the pig shows up, sort of, and the movie ends. This movie's fucking terrible! You know, I don't mind a a complicated plot if it makes sense. Look at Inception. At one point in Inception, I realized, like, this movie is working on five different levels at the exact same time, five different storylines, yet I know where we are in all of them. This one, I don't know what the fuck's going on, and the thing is, I don't care what's going on. 
And I was looking online, most of the reviews that I see for this are quite positive. I don't get it. You know, if you guys see this movie, which I don't advise, by all means, let me know. Why did you like it? Maybe it was because I was watching it alone and other people were seeing it on the festival circuit. And I know how that is. I've seen some shit at festivals that I thought was fantastic. I go home and watch it on my own and it blows. Same thing with seeing stuff in New York. I get caught up in the opening night crowd energy. And then afterwards, I'm like, eh, that I guess wasn't that great. But this... I don't see anything good about it. If you're going to be convoluted, at least wind up being coherent. At least end the fucking movie. Okay, like I said, the whole ending scene is too fucking dark to see anything. There's some sort of battle going on with the pig in some Thunderdome-type arena, I think. And you never really see the pig. Never really see anything in this film. You know, the gore is not good. The special effects are minimal. Well, I give them credit that the pig is uh, not CGI. It's, it's, it's um, practical effects. You only see the head in tight close-up. You never see a body, so you have no sense of size of this thing. And, okay, the nostrils are flaring, and the, the fangs are coming out, and that's kind of scary, but I, you never saw anyone being attacked by the head. It was just dumb. It was dumb. And during the movie, the hunters keep walking around, and they find this inscription carved in things all over the woods. The inscription, death walks on all fours. I personally would have said death does doggy style, but that's just me. That's just me. And okay, the movie starts in San Francisco. These people are going hunting just outside of San Francisco. Why the fuck are there Appalachian hillbillies outside of San Francisco? They've got the full North Carolina twang, every single one of them. And I'm like, really? Is this some kind of portal outside of the Golden Gate Bridge? Was it a really long road trip and we just fast forwarded a bit? I don't know. And can I tell you, this had one of the most grotesque sex scenes I've ever seen. I think it was supposed to be powerful, but it just came off creepy because this guy is supposed to be the hero for one thing okay you know what let's back up this guy who's the hero is such a total blank as an actor he doesn't make any sense his character doesn't make any sense he's supposed to be a returning vet let's back up again at the beginning of the film there's this whole it looks like they're leaning towards this being something to do with vets veterans of the war because uh, over the opening credits is all these illustrations of the troops arriving in iraq you know, being cheered as liberators and all that stuff. And several of the other characters that we're meeting at the beginning, like this hobo and stuff, they're all veterans. There's a long lingering close-up close up of, a, of a military grave, you know, a veteran's graveyard on the way to the hunting grounds. But then it just never goes anywhere, like so many things in this movie. Anyway, this guy's a war veteran, sort of, you know, who never has says anything or shows any emotion or does anything ever, except this one scene where he's in the tent with his girlfriend. She's giving him a handy J while he's describing getting off on killing things as a hunter. Oh, you get him in your sight and it's total control. And oh, the blood is pumping. You're going to spill its blood. And he's getting a handy J and they get it on. I'm just like, ick, 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 ick. Let's talk about the score. The score, I loved it and I hated it. You heard a little bit in the trailer. There was that, there's this funky kind of boom, boom. What do you call it? Mouth harp thing that's going on through the whole thing with the ooga chuck, ooga chuck up behind it. I like that. That was cool. But then towards the end, when you get to the hippie camp, it gets confusing because there's a kind of rap thing that starts happening. But interspersed in the rap thing, there seems to be women screaming and also women listing their names. Jennifer Ashley, Salt Lake City. Christine Margarita, Miami, Florida. Is this playing in the camp is somebody screaming in the camp but no it's the same scream over and over again i didn't know what the fuck was going on but at that point i didn't care anymore and you know what neither should you you think this review is confusing try watching the fucking movie 
I put the German poster for this film on the webpage, www.screamqueens.com. I want you to go check at it. There's so much going on in the poster that you can't really tell what it's about. That's the movie. And it also has the tagline, Dreck, Blut und Schwein, which means dirt, blood, and pigs. I would have called this movie Scheiße, Blut und Schwein. I know you know what that means because you people are smart. Fuck this movie. Fuck Fangoria Fright Fest. Kudos to me for not making a deliverance squeal like a pig joke this whole time. And God, I want a pulled pork sandwich right now. That sounds dirty. And we're done. Cincinnati dancing pig. He's the barnyard Mr. Big. Cincinnati dancing pig with his riggedy jiggity 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 jig jig. Children yelling, clapping, sing. When he does his bucking wing, Cincinnati dancing pig with his riggedy jiggity 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 jig jig. Dancing bears and kangaroos have a light on the ball, but until you dig that remarkable pig, you ain't seen nothing at all. From Duluth to Birmingham, he's the pork chop dapper Dan. He's the keenest hog what am Cincinnati dancing pig with his riggedy jiggedy jig 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 Cincinnati dancing pig Hold on to your pampers, bitch asses. It's time for the crap shoot. <laughs> Paul. Paul! Paul! Oh! Ew, 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 ew! We got spirit, yes we do! We got spirit and an axe in the boob too! Yes, for the crapshoot this week, I'm going to be reviewing Spirit Camp, which is a slasher movie set at cheerleader camp. I'm already sold. Before you even give me the tagline that it's Friday the 13th meets Bring It On. Oh my god, I think I have a boner. No, I don't! I've got a trailer! In two weeks, you will be competing in the Cheer Nationals. We're here to give you the tools it takes to win in that event. Listen, you girls be good now and don't do anything I wouldn't do. Yeah, we'll try not to knock up any strippers. We can go now. We are going to have so much fun. <laughs> yes, we are. That's my new move. I call it the roller coaster. And if I get any more trouble out of you tonight, I'm calling the sheriff, and you can face criminal charges if you like. What could you possibly lose at this point? I mean, how much more trouble could we really get in? But what brings you out this way? It's not exactly good news. Teddy the Butcher escaped from the palace last night. He butchered two teenagers, did horrible things to the young girl. He's a killer, all right? Hey guys, is that? There's no serial killer running around the woods, okay? God, you girls need to stop telling those stupid ghost stories. They're not ghost stories. For all I know, you could be the killer. And you're just luring me out here into the woods to mutilate my tight little body. I suppose you're gonna say you don't kill Lindsay either. It's just 
happened to fall on another needle. This ain't one of those TV shows, you know, where you get your neat bit of clues, it leads you to the killer at the end of the hour. Every second one of these freak shows is out on the street, just another opportunity for him to, to cause trouble. Like, no, I'm not a psycho. Okay, so Spirit Camp takes place at a, well, cheerleader camp. The name of which completely eludes me at the time. Um, does it really matter? How about we just call it Camp Bigotitty Hoo Hoo? Okay, so at Camp Bigotitty Hoo Hoo, two years ago, two campers got murdered. And in this uh, pre credit scene, which is fun, you know, they're all camping out and cheering, you know, this, this slutty girl. Grabs one of the guy cheerleaders off into the woods to seduce him with her feminine wiles. Of course, he's a guy cheerleader, so he's really not interested. But, okay, within two minutes, we got titties. Guys, we got naked titties bouncing around, and they look natural. So kudos to that girl. Fortunately for this poor, clearly gay guy, the axe murderer shows up and kills him before he has to deal with, you know, the down there areas. Um, and this opening scene is actually pretty impressive. Um, the film is extremely low budget, and that's not exactly a fault, but it they use some clever editing here so that it makes you think you saw more than you did gore-wise, and I was impressed by that. Plus, it was kind of suspenseful. Okay, now we flash forward to the present, and we have a new batch of campers coming to this camp. All of them are completely indistinguishable from each other uh, because they all pretty much look the same. They all have dark hair and almost all of them have identical personalities. Uh, we've got the bitchy slut. We've got slutty bitch. We've got fat slutty bitch. And we've got Little Miss Perfect, who is the super ultimate cheerleader. She's Kristen Dunst in Bring It On. But surprisingly, she's not our lead character. Our lead character thrown into this mix is this girl, Roxy. And Roxy's been in juvie for what we don't know yet. It's a mystery. But she's coming to um, Spirit Camp because she's supposed to be doing this as part of her community service or something. Or she has to get involved in community, uh, you, know, you know, extracurricular, whatever. It doesn't really matter. Needless to say, the other girls don't like her because she's poor and she's trashy. If you're being called trashy by slutty bitch, bitchy slut, and fat slutty bitch, then you are trash. So we arrive at the camp, we meet all the horror movie cliche characters, we meet the creepy old voice of doom guy, the old crazy Ralph style guy, we meet the sexy gas station attendant who, who takes pity on the, on the poor outcast Roxy and befriends her, and we've got big, fat, dirty hillbilly groundskeeper, and we got the clearly closeted lesbian woman who runs the, the camp. By the way, the woman who runs the camp, her character's name is Miss Haddonfield. So I was like, hey, that was kind of... Needless to say, they're there about five minutes before someone shows up and starts axe murdering them or such. I really wanted to like this movie. I really wanted to love this movie and I just didn't. It's not a bad movie. It's just not a great movie. It, it's very amateurish and I think it might be fun with a crowd, but on my own, I was like, ugh, ugh, ugh. Gore-wise, you don't really get much of anything. It gets less and less as it goes on, and to the point of irritating. You know, call me crazy, but I feel like as a movie goes on, things should be ratcheting up. But this movie kind of blew it all, blew its wad in the first scene. 
Well, and the gay guy didn't. Never mind. You know what I mean. Shut up. You're gross. Ew. Like, I realize you're a low budget, but really, you could have mustered something better than the retractable knife. Squirting caro syrup. I... It really wants to be a comedy, and while parts of it are funny, for the most part, it's straining so hard that it just shoots itself in the foot. Like I said, the girls are indistinguishable from each other. It's just various shades of bitch. And something that just keeps it from being flat-out fun is that, in addition to the slasher element, for some reason they decided to add a rape element. And not just these girls are being raped, they're being raped after they're murdered, and that put an ick factor to it that made me not want to laugh at the rest of it. It... Maybe that's the Erica of NOTLP influence on me, but rape was just one step too far. Which I realize is kind of weird. Murdering them is fine, just don't rape their corpses. That's rude. I, that, I know it's contradictory, but you know, I didn't like it. And Erica, if you're not listening, skip this one. And I'm looking at the press kit for this, and clearly the director of this was not unaware that sex sells. I mean, just look at the poster for the movie. Go check it out on the website. It's a close-up of a cheerleader ass. You know, skirt hiked up, Spanks is showing, uh, and she's got a butcher knife behind her back. It kind of reminds me of the old Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie poster, which was the cheerleader. Almost the same thing, but with a steak. But anyway. Plus, if you look at the press kit that's available, if you buy the super deluxe version of the DVD, they'll send you a set of autographed panties from one of the cheerleaders. Now, guys, don't get too excited, because there's really not a lot of nudity in this. But I have to give something... Give some credit. Roxy, the lead girl, takes her top off. Which just goes to show you again, the scream rules of surviving a horror movie, I'm not seeing practically applied. I didn't even see it in Pig Hunt. Because that girl gave a handy J to her boyfriend. And this girl's taking her top off and she survives the movie. So, I don't know, Wes Craven. I think you're laying down some lies. But I'm off topic because I don't really didn't care about this movie. But yeah, if you're getting a pair of autographed panties, you think there's going to be a whole lot of TNA in this. But you know what? There's not. There's not. There's not a lot of TNA, there's not a lot of gore. There's a lot of bad acting and bad camera work. You know, it just gets worse and worse as the movie goes on. And, God damn it! in the final chase, the whole thing just comes to a screeching halt. You know, you think it's over, and the lead girl has the scene with the sheriff in his truck that must go on for ten minutes, where he's just like, I don't believe you. Blah, blah, blah. You're crazy. We're, uh, I'm the sheriff in this town. La, 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 la. Let's, I'm gonna... End the fucking movie already! You don't just stop in the middle of a climax to have conversation in life or in the movies. Yeah, I'm sticking to that. Whatever the reason, it stops the movie dead and I got bored. Don't bore me in a horror movie. All this said, I didn't hate the film. I just didn't like it. I, I can't recommend it fully. You could do worse. I, I applaud the independent filmmaker that he got this thing out. I think his next movie is going to be a hell of a lot better. But if you put out a horror comedy, it wasn't funny, it wasn't scary, and it... But as a rainy day rental, it's not gonna kill you. Now, something that occurred to me while I was watching this, all of the girls in this are so stupid. They're so stupid, yet I like the movie. Now, you might be thinking, if you've been listening for a while, you're always complaining, Patrick, that you hate it when the movies assume you're stupid and do stupid things. I'm like, yes, that is true, but I think it's different that when assuming that I'm stupid rather than the characters in the movie being stupid because I think when they're trying when they make the character stupid they're trying to say hey audience look how smart you are that you're smarter than these people that you wouldn't go walking across that bridge in your panties in the middle of the night but then I say ha you don't know me but uh, yeah so I got nothing else to say as far as the crapshoot goes spirit camp nah but this ought to park things up
I wanted to call to let you know that I'm listening to your show, and I'm very much enjoying it. I've uh, now caught up with all your episodes, and I'm uh, anxiously awaiting the next one. I think you're doing a great job. You're super entertaining. You just make me laugh. As soon as I hear your voice, I, know, right? I just got to smile. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I think you're doing a good job, and I like your little, I guess, your format that you're starting to develop with uh, doing a new movie and then an older one. I think that's a great idea. I think that's different, and uh, I think it's going to work. Um, but I, I wish your episodes were longer. Uh, but I think that will come in time Size when you queen. Uh, get more listeners and more feedback and get fired up about something. But an hour would be better. But, um, you know, I'll take what I can get. So, Damn right. Um, I heard you say my name today when I was listening to the latest Drunken Zombie episode. I and uh, it often. made me stop because I was working at home on my computer and listening to them. And I heard your voicemail come through. And you said, oh. Betty. And <laughs> it, like, shocked me. Like, hey, Patrick just said my name uh, because I had commented about Night Gallery. And uh, Night Gallery, as I said on their show, scared the hell out of me when I was little. I had no business watching it, but it gave me nightmares. And But yet I kept coming back, so I guess that shows that I was wired to be a horror fan from the get-go. Scream like queen! So, and yes, it is good to be mature. <laughs> and I had a question about a former... Uh, night gallery episode or something that I saw on TV a long time ago, but I'll save that for an email because I don't want to make this message like five minutes long. So, anyway, um, Toxic Avenger, the musical. I hated the movie. I got to tell you, I tried mm-hmm. to like it. I know as a horror fan, I'm supposed to like trauma movies, but I've really seen very little of those that I enjoy. They're just too bad. Uh, that's my cat, excuse me. Kitty! Too bad to be enjoyable. I I think I might have tried in all the years that it's been out to watch Toxic Avenger like probably eight or ten times, and I don't think I've ever made it to the end. But what you played, those clips from the musical, sounded intriguing. First of all, those people can sing their asses off. Great vocals. Um, and that in itself was intriguing, but um, the lyrics were fucking hilarious. So... Um, Anyway, I'd like to maybe, I'll be looking for that to see if it comes to Baltimore anytime soon because I'm about two hours away from there. Um, And I'm wondering, since you are in New York and on the cutting edge, did you get to see Evil Dead, the musical, when it came out? If you called in The Drunken Zombie and talked about it, I don't recall it. My apologies. But um, that was one I really, really wanted to see. But to my knowledge, it never came that close to me. No, so it if didn't you saw much. Evil Dead, the musical, what were your thoughts on that? All right, Patrick, keep up the good work. I will call again, and I will talk to you later. Bye-bye. Okay, Betty, thank you for the call. Um, hold on just a second here. I've got to make it just. It is great to hear from you on my show, on my terms. Yes, uh, dear listeners, Betty is a friend of mine from the Drunken Zombie Show. We've, we've, we have a secret love affair. That's what it is. It's gay love with the girl. I don't know. Never mind. I don't know what I'm saying. But anyway, thank you for calling in. Uh, where to start? You covered a lot of stuff. Um, thank you for that. I'm glad that you're enjoying the show. Um, that is fantastic. Keep listening, because like I said last ne- week, it's only going to get awesome And hey, don't feel bad that you pointed out the format and how much you liked it on the one week that I'm not doing that format. But you know what? It's not my fault. 
It's not my fault. I had initially been planned to be covering Devil for this show. The new M. Night Shyamalan, Malamalan produced Figma Who. I had tickets to a midnight screening last night, free passes, but uh, God looked down and said, No! Hail to the no! Are you going to see that movie, Patrick? Because New York City got hit with tornadoes. Get me from going. Oh, well. Now, I realize some of you might be doing the math then and say, but Patrick, you did two new movies this week anyway. And to you, I say, shut up! Just be quiet and don't point out my mistakes. God! I don't know what that meant. Night Gallery. Uh, to be perfectly honest, I know I used to watch it with my brother along with a million other things, but uh, I have vague memories of it because I was, I, was, I was a wee tot when it was on and it didn't really get rerun a lot. Um, but I see that I have Boxy on my computer and I see that they have the entire series under their television thing. So um, on slow days, I'm going to be taking a look at episodes from that. Then um, we'll talk. Either on or off the show, we'll talk. What else did you ask me? Uh, Tosk Avenger, the movie. I don't like it either. There, another thing we have in common. You and me, Betty. I'm not a huge fan of trauma movies. They tend to wear out their welcome pretty quickly for me. Uh, you know, an hour and a half of poop jokes just gets old. But the musical is not like that at all. It's why it was a surprise. It's, it's very well crafted and very smart. It's kind of what I was talking about a couple of weeks ago with Theater of Blood with camp versus high camp. Camp is, I don't know, like base humor, fart jokes and poop jokes for the sake of fart jokes and poop jokes. Whereas high camp has some artistry behind it and some thought and some brain. So naturally that appears to me because clearly I'm a very cerebral queen. Evil Dead musical. Yes, I did see it. I did see it. And actually that's what I was expecting Toxic Avenger to be like. I didn't think it was great. It was okay. Like, the, the book is terrible. The music is not great. Uh, and it kind of just plays lowest common denominator stuff again. It's like, hey, look, we mentioned something in the movie. Whoa. The bloodbath at the end is fun, but you have to wait a long time to get there. Uh, when I saw it, I, uh, my friend who was not familiar with the movie goes, they should really call this the Cranky Dead because people just get possessed and they just make bad puns at people. Like, there was no threat from the Evil Dead. Nobody was ever scared. So... They could have had fun with a Scooby-Doo kind of scariness to it, but they didn't. They just went for Waka Waka, and it was okay. I'll, I'll dedicate some time to that on a later show, because we're running way long for me. Oh, length, you dirty size queen. I wish it was longer. I don't know how many times I've said that in my time, but far too often. It is what it is. I got a busy schedule, and, you know, I'm taking baby steps. Uh, there's only one of me here. These other shows can, you know... Sit down with a whole panel of people and talk forever, but it's just little me and I got editing for me to do. But um, thank you. I glad you want more. Like they say, always leave them wanting mo or something. Anyway, Betty, thank you for calling in. And who's next? Well, got two episodes to comment on. And since Patrick, I have not officially graced you with this. This would be the host of Action Attraction. <clears throat> Let's see if I still got it. <clears throat> Metro Mike. Oh, that was a new twist. Ew. Or possibly me getting near to throwing up. Anyways, uh, listen to episode five and six of Scream Queen. Man, show keeps getting better and better. What is it? Are you lacing your show with like special ingredients here? What is this like the special secret brownies of podcasting here? I don't know. But anyways, just random scattering Fairy of thoughts God. here. First off, going back to your experience with your theatrical viewing of Last Exorcism, you know what? I believe it should be within our legal rights to openly smack anybody of a certain age range in the theater. 
I think we shouldn't be able to be arrested for that. You know what, young punks, fuck y'all Adrian, need to shut them up. All. Just shut the fuck up for once in a while, all right? It's cool. And Theater of Blood, not only is it just awesome, but those that naysay Shakespeare himself, you know what, they aren't very metal at all. And they're not my friends. <laughs> no, no, and, uh, no, they're not. Either. And, oh, re- really, you had to, like, go there with the comments about mourning my grandmas. Both my grandmas are dead, man. Come on. Now I now I have the image of you motivating my grandmas, but not my dead grandmas. Oh, good. You're my friend and all, but damn, that, that was a low blow, man. That was a low blow. Ah, uh, but you know it is all in good fun. So what much so that I continued listening to episode six. And Jamie King is a weird thing for me. You know, I of course think that she's just absolutely spectacular to look at, but she's never really struck me as a great actress. But then again, my own exposures to her are My Bloody Valentine and uh, her regrettable turn in The Spirit. But you know what? I'm not going to blame The Spirit on her. No, 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 no. That wasn't her fault at all. And I can tell you in all honesty, I really do hope to catch one of the shows for the tour of Toxic Avenger the Musical because Pitching. the original theatrical production was, and still is, one of my absolute favorite trauma releases. And you know what? Metal Mikey and I, we... Metal Mikey, Mikey and I, what the fuck? I am Metal Mikey. Shit, I'm fucking tired. Who the fuck <laughs> are you? Imposter! <laughs> you know, I have a connection with Toxic Avenger. Why? Because you know what? Puberty did to me what toxic materials did to Melvin. Except, you know what? I didn't become superhuman in size and strength. I just turned into a hideously deformed creature. Oh, and well, people's heads off. And, wow. You know, out of all the podcasts I listen to, I would have never expected Spaghetti Cat to make his podcasting debut on your show. Proof positive, Patrick. You are breaking the hot news. But anyways... Excellent job. Keep it up, and I will talk to you again sometime soonish or so. All right, take it easy, my friend. Bye. Okay, let's get this straight. Spaghetti Cat is a fucking icon. If you do not fall in love with Spaghetti Cat, then you can just go to hell. You can just go to hell. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, go look it up online. You know, look up Spaghetti Cat and the soup. I don't have time to discuss the awesomeness of Spaghetti Cat now. There's even songs about Spaghetti Cat. People wrote songs about Spaghetti Cat. He's so awesome. I can only hope to be as cool as Spaghetti Cat. And like I said, I'm still not convinced he's not the Toxic Avenger. Anyway, Mikey, I'm sorry about the whole grandma thing for you. But, you know, I tell you about my grandmama every show. So, you know, you can motivate her if you want. But she's dead too. So it kind of nulls itself out. This call and discussion has gotten really unpleasant, I think. So thank you for calling in. I heart you. I love you. Even though I think you're an imposter, perhaps Robo Mikey, who would still be metal. Because <laughs> he's a robot. <laughs> oh, God. Next call. Oh, hello. My name is Conchita Hasenfefer, and I'm calling today to tell you how much I'm 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 so much enjoying your show on on the copulator. Oh, it's making me laugh so hard. I don't even understand half of what you're talking about, but it's so funny anyway. Oh boy. Oh, but I really wanted to call so uh so I could tell you about the new cartoons 
that they have on the television. I don't know if you've seen them, but they have this whole new series of scooby dooby dooby cartoons, and you can see them on the Cartoon yes, Network yes, television channel place where they show things. Oh, and they're so scary. Oh, my goodness gracious. You see, it's kind of like the old ones, but, you know, they're much cooler and they're hipper now. They wear the same stupid clothes and everything. But now they're all just trying to fight these ghosts and stuff in the town. And there's some things I don't understand, you know? Because, uh-huh. like, they're dating each other now. You know, like Fred and Daphne are kind of dating. And uh-huh. all he talks about are setting boobies. The boobies traps. That's the trap the boobies. And and Daphne are like, How come he don't pay no attention to me? And I'm like, Daphne, honey. He gay. <laughs> Look at the thing around his neck, he gay. <laughs> it's true. Now don't get me wrong. I don't want you to think that I have anything against the gays. No, I love the gays. But the gays, you know, they're very nice people and you know they do your hair and stuff. But I'm yeah. sure I'm like Sweetie, you're setting yourself up for heartbreak. We're going to see you on the Wendy Williams show someday crying with a bad weave. <laughs> How are you no, doing? No, and then there's Vilma and Shaggy. No, because they're dating now, too. And I'm like, okay, because I thought she was a big lesbian. But, okay. But, <laughs> no. Yeah. You know, once upon a time, she was the smart one. You know, she's always like, Jinkies, I found the clue. But now all she does is nag <laughs> Shaggy. She's always like, you got to stop saying like so much. Oh, Shaggy, you got to stop eating so much junky food. Oh, Shaggy, you got to choose between me or the dog. And I say, oh, no, 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 no. Listen, Shaggy, you stay the way you are. Mm. You know, you don't go changing yourself for nobody. And you know what? Bama, you do not come between a man and his dog. All right? Who the heck do you think you are? You're nobody. You're nobody. Do they have cartoon shows named after you? Is anybody watching Bama, Bama, Bama? Never, never, never where you are at. No. Do they write cool theme songs about you going, never, never, never. No, they don't. Do they have this kid going to school with a Vemma lunchbox? No. No. And girl, let me, just, let me just level with you, okay? Let me just level with you. You've been trying to work this whole turtleneck sweater and the miniskirt thing for 40 years. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> I gave it to you, honestly. But you know what? Shaggy, you follow that money train. You follow that canine money train all the way home. And remember, you, you, you need to buy one of those dildo things. Oh, my God, I can't believe I just said that on the radio show. Okay, I'm going to hang up the phone because, because, because I talk too much. <laughs> okay, bye. Wow. Wow. Thank you, Ms. Hassenpfeffer. That was... Wow. Okay. <laughs> um, yes, in answer to your question, I have been watching the Scooby-Doo cartoons, some of them, and they're pretty cool. I'm enjoying them. They're not as sassy as I'd like them to be, but I've always been a Scooby-Doo fan. Surprise. So it's nice to see him back without... Goddamn Scrappy. Though I want to know. I want to know. Where the fuck is Scooby-Dumb, huh? Scooby-Doo needs to make a comeback. Just because he's southern and retarded doesn't mean he doesn't deserve a place in primetime basic cable stardom. 
or something. Um, okay. Uh, last call is from, well, wow, what a surprise. It's Zombart. Hey, Patrick, it's Zombart. It's one in the morning, and you just yell at me on Xbox, so I figured I'd leave you a message. Um, I'm outside right now in the rain in in Maryland walking the dog, and the bitch just won't go pee. Just go. God, just go. I'm fucking wet. (sighs) Anyway, I found my call because I have started the great planning of my uh, yearly Halloween party, and I was wondering Uh if you had any suggestions for movies to show this year. I'm kind of sick of showing the same Halloween over and over and over again. I wanted to know if you had anything really cool. I mean, you are the expert on, on horror movies and Halloween and everything, so I thought I would go to the expert this week. I would bow to your knowledge or anything else you want me to bow towards. Um, that wasn't a come on. No, it wasn't. Well, maybe. I don't know. I'm already wet. Anyway, I Ew. thought I would Ew. see if uh, you had any suggestions. Gross! Uh, and yes, dry your pussy off because it's already going on. <laughs> so anything else? I'll talk to okay, you later. Bye. Okay, Zamba child, I don't care if there's a damn hurricane going on. You keep your wet nastiness away from me, especially since you were just talking about your dog peeing. So you're all covered in your dog pee, and you want me to go humping? No. Queen say no. Maybe without the dog pee. Shut up. But no, that's not the point right now. Um. I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't yell at you. I would never abuse my listeners like that. I'm completely innocent. You see, otherwise I will hunt you down and I will cut your pretty face. Or pee on it, apparently. That's kind of what you're into. Anyway, your Halloween party. Um, I am the king of Halloween. Uh, a lot of people don't know this. I used to design haunted houses for the state of New York. Five of them every year. But um, toot my own horn. A toot, 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 toot. Okay, for a movie to show for your party, are you actually sitting down and watching it at the party, or is it just playing in the background? Because when I used to have Halloween parties, I would have like a compilation thing I put together on the background. Uh, but I don't know what you're doing. I would say maybe Night of the Demons, the original. Well, since the other one's not out yet. I, I think that's a fun Halloween movie. Uh, requires no brains, and it's got a lipstick boob. How could you go wrong? Maybe the original House on Haunted Hill for silliness? I have to think on that one. Or maybe, I don't know if it's out on DVD, Terror in the Isles, which is a documentary about horror movies. Just lots of clips, and a lot of them are cool. I wasn't much help here. Just note that in the future, my services cost $350 an hour for any party planning and $750 an hour for any face peeing. The dog's extra. Scream Queens, keeping it classy. Okay, before I sign off for the week, there were a couple of emails and things I wanted to discuss first, uh, very quickly. First of all, I wanted to say a huge thank you to the Movies About Girls podcast radio show, who on their last show on September 11th, uh, gave my little show here a review, a rave review, and I am very thankful about it. So go check it out if you like. It's somewhere around the three-hour mark, three hours and five minutes to be exact, not that I wrote it down or anything. But, um, yes, they liked it so much, they want to induct me into the clan. And, well, I haven't been inducted in a long time. Just be gentle. Or don't. That's pretty good, too. Anyway, I also got a letter from... Smooth Segway Music. Waiting for the letter to come up. Chris from the Black... The Black... 
Chris from the Blackfoot Lounge Show. And he said, uh, Hey Patrick, I just wanted to drop you a line to tell you how much I've been enjoying your show recently. I've become a regular listener after you suggested the horrible happy birthday to me a few weeks back. You either tried to sabotage our show or obviously have a twisted sense of humor I personally appreciate. LOL. First of all, fuck you. Yes, I do have a twisted sense of humor and happy birthday to me is awesome. It's so awesome. I'm going to look into the future and say that it might be Queen's Choice in the next week or two. Yes, it is. Okay. Um, Going on. Whatever the case may be, the name Peaches Christ has somehow worked its way into our show's regular vernacular, and I just wanted to thank you for that. Keep up the great work, and keep it angry, my friend. Fuck you! I'll keep it whatever the way I want to keep it. You're not the boss of me, bitch! Yeah, so for those of you who uh, uh, don't know who Peaches Christ is, back in episode one, I reviewed the movie that's out on tour right now called All About Evil, which is directed by the drag uh, queen Peaches Christ, or rather her non-drag persona, whose name eludes me at the moment. And they on the Blackfoot Lounge. They keep making jokes about Peaches Christ and just throwing her into conversations whenever they feel like. And in my email to Chris, I warned him that you really have to be very careful when you invoke the name of Peaches Christ in vain. Because if you say it five times, she'll appear behind you. What happens then is unspeakable. But it is videotapable, and don't think it's not showing up on XTube, bitch. Okay, that about wraps it up for this week. So if you want to be like all these awesomely cool people who got in touch with me, if you have any ideas, if you have any thoughts, comments, bitches, gripes, dirty limericks, I don't care, you can give me a call at 347-767-3509. Or you can write me at crew at screamqueens.com. That's queens with a Z. You can follow me on Twitter, you can like me on Facebook, and you can just be my friend in real life. Maybe. So come back and join me next week when we're going to have another adventure into the world of horror DVDs. Maybe a book, which means I don't know what I'm doing. Maybe that special guest will finally arrive. Maybe the apocalypse will happen. Who the fuck knows? I certainly as hell don't. But all I know is I'm going to be here and I'm going to be having a great old time. And you better be here too or I will or I will hunt you down and I will cut your pretty face. No, I won't. But uh, just remember, as my grandmama used to say, For the thousandth time, no, I do not want to see your Cheetah Rivera impersonation. Bye! Her loss. I go hunting for witches. Heads of Cowboys some of the music for tonight's program has been provided by Mavio's Music Service. Check them out at music.mavio.com. Bitches! <laughs>